Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Two Plus Podcast. That's been a little bit. It's been a little bit since uh, the last podcast was recorded. Uh, I'm your host, Andrew, joined by Jacob Williams. Hi. Yeah, filling in, of course, for Jacob Williams. Jacob Williams couldn't be here, so in the result, in the revolving Jacob Williams seat, we've got a replacement, Jacob Williams. I'm glad to be the replacement, Jacob Williams. But you can call me Maddie a, if you. It's so a prefer. prestigious role. It's a prestigious role, yes. But who are you really, actually? Let's you know. We can drop the pretense and stop lying to the audience. Ah, well, who am I to not be who I am? But uh, I am Maddie Holmes. Yeah, and a fun fact about yourself to the class? Um, I just had hip surgery eight weeks ago, which is a fun thing to do at 21. Right. (laughs) I've also unfortunately worked with Andrew for like two years now. Now listen, listen, unfortunately that's a strong word. That's why I used it. I I only know you like a week less than I know Jacob, I think. Because I, I met Jacob, like, the week before school started, and I met you, like, I don't know, first, second day of work or something. And yet you chose and to then, do the podcast with him and not me. Right. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see how things go. Um, yeah, see, the problem is you the, – the reason, maybe, that I wasn't so open to choosing you as podcast host, right, co-host, is that I may have known you since similar times – but honestly, it feels like there's this year-long gap or so. In our <laughs> I knew this was going to come up. Right, right. <laughs> um, personally, like, that like feels like absence, ADA discrimination, if like you think about absence, it. absence, I don't know. Like someone was choosing less important things over our job on campus in the testing center, which I didn't, I didn't think that's a sentence anyone would ever have to say. But there, it was said. I'm sorry I that I have more important things in my life going on than an on-campus job at the testing center. But I'm really happy that you found where you can shine. More, more important, less important. I mean, you know, we're not going to argue over adjectives here, but uh, we know which adjectives correct. The audience knows. So, <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I have a bone to pick with you since you brought up the testing center. Okay. Um, for a week now audience uh maddie has been undermining my authority in the testing <laughs> center work culture and uh i want to air that grievance out right now um how do you how do you face these accusations of purposefully undermining my authority but not clay's i think these are baseless claims this feels like slander and or libel i don't actually know the difference um i think you're trying to make me look bad so that i don't steal jacob's spot um every week this kind of feels like a personal attack a personal attack is what I would describe you committing to me and undermining my authority. That's what I'll say. So you're feeling I'll attacked you because know, it's successful. I'll have you know, I was, I was in the conference room stapling scratch paper, with rolling up my sleeves with, with, the, with the freshman, right? And I, sta- I staple like half a, half a ream really quickly, right? Because I'm good at it. Because I've, I've got a method and no one believes it, but I've got a method and I staple quick. And I get up to go do something else, and I bring in more scratch paper later, and the freshmen are like, oh, I see, yeah, you stopped stapling. Now you've got other stuff. I'm like, have you ever seen Clay staple a single thing of scratch paper? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? Yeah, I stopped. I, I was here in the first place. That's the shocking part. Not, not that I stopped. What do you mean? 
Now that I think about it, in the three years I've worked there with Clay, I don't think I have ever seen him staple anything. I have anything never seen ever. Clay staple a single packet of scratch paper. And does anyone say anything? No. But I, I go in, I'm, I'm never going to ask someone to do something I wouldn't do myself, right? So I do it for a little <laughs> bit. And the second I leave, the freshmen are like, whoa, 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 where are you going? It's like, you should be grateful I was here in the first place. Look at Clay. <laughs> Sounds like you need to have a better handle on the freshmen. That's not a me problem. That sounds like the, a it you is, problem. No, it's a you problem because they see our rapport and they're like, oh, Andrew's not important, you know? <laughs> I'm sorry that I make you feel unimportant, but if the shoe fits, it's not, it's staple not, it. I don't, I, don't, I don't feel any sort of way. I am very confident in my importance. It's the freshman's per- perception of me that is losing weight. Well, I'm sorry that they choose to believe me over you. I'm sorry that I'm more influential of a character in our office just, dynamic at some at some point there might be some sanctions coming down on this revolutionary figure that you're starting to like become right <laughs> i'm gonna put that on my resume ramp up a little bit the, the propaganda might ramp up a little bit is all i'm saying <laughs> if i see any personal attacks i'm gonna stage a coup which actually i don't even need to do because a coup would imply that you have actual power which you don't but if which you I did, do which i do who has the power, Clay? Yeah. <laughs> no. <Actually. laughs> no. If you think about it, Clay's making us all look like chumps. We're the ones stapling. Maybe he's I'm the, the common enemy here. I I don't know if you saw. I onboarded every single freshman. <laughs> <laughs> I I I made a handbook for him. If anything, I'm lead student worker. Clay is like, Clay is probably like the student worker with the most work like um responsibility. But I think I'm the most management of the of the student workers. So what does that make me? I don't know. What would you What would you want to be? I don't know. You don't You don't delegate tasks, do you? Like, there's not. I don't really do very much, but I get paid the same <laughs> as you guys. So yeah, who's right. the real winner here? Well, also, you weren't here for like a year, so I don't. You, I, don't know I if was you, there. Yeah, you don't do it. You don't do as much. Is is very accurate in a, in a literal wow. sense. <laughs> Let Just the record show I'm being discriminated against. Um, let the record by one show. Andrew let the record. Let the record show your dad helped me get out of a parking ticket that wasn't mine. And that was out of the kindness which, of my heart. Which, by the way, I've got. I was so excited to tell Jacob about this, and now I can't because he's not here. And I, I'm, 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 I'm going to tell it on the pod. I'm going to tell it on the podcast, so I can't tell it again next week to him, right? Because it's. It's just rehashing for the podcast listeners. Listener, sorry, um, singular. Um, so. The parking ticket audience. I we received in the mail late due notice for a parking ticket from March twenty twenty one in somewhere called Spanish Town, Baton Rouge, which I've never heard of. Um Wait, wait, and it was you've like, never heard of Spanish Town? What is Spanish? no, what is Spanish Town? Spanish Town is like the gay neighborhood in really? Baton Rouge. It's like this mascot is like the flamingo. It's a big thing. My parents used to live there. They were the only really? straight couple on the block back in the day. But no, it's like a big huh. thing. But we can circle back to that. My my dad told me when he called, they said the ticket was given by the old state capital. So the old state capital is in this big gay neighborhood, apparently, is what you're saying? As someone who used to work in the old state capital, I am very confused by that. Because <laughs> when I Googled Spanish Town, it said it was way up like northeast Baton Rouge. Yeah, old state capital is not... Which is not where they'll say capitals by the like river center. Yeah. So, yeah. Which, so by the way, a place I had never been, I've never been to downtown Baton Rouge until like July this summer. So, (laughs) so 
I, we get this late due ticket. It's like, hey, your ticket's sixty-five dollars now because you didn't pay the fifteen-dollar ticket, and it's going to go up another fifty if you don't pay it in a week. Was basically what this letter said to us. Um, printed in red with black ink, very easy to read. You know the way BR uh, would would decide, I guess. Um, <laughs> same thing when I got like a court summons. It's like it's always printed on like weird colored paper and hard to read ink. I don't know why government does that, but they do. Why do you get um, so many court summons? I, I they wanted me for jury duty. I was like, I'm a college student. I can't go. And they were like, oh, okay. Um, I've never been selected for jury duty. That was duty. a different parish, though. That was I feel kind of left out. So, uh, where, was, where was I? So, we get this late due notice. And my parents pay it because they think, they think that I just got a ticket. Um, and then they text me. And I'm like, I didn't get a ticket. Um, and I look it up on my phone. And I was at PFT till 3 a.m. that day before and day after. And I had class and quizzes that day, so I never left campus. My car was in the parking lot here all day that day. Um, so we look into it, and I didn't notice it, but on the on the notice, it said what type of car it was, but because it was not my car, I thought it was nonsense letters and numbers that was like a ticket code or something. But apparently it was like some three random letters, dash L-I-N-C, dash W-H-I, which I'm guessing, which I guessed eventually when I look back at it, I was like, "Is this does this mean White Lincoln? Did they give a ticket to a White Lincoln and think it was like my license plate on it? Because the license plate was right, but the car wasn't." So I called the the ticket office and I was like, "Hey, yeah, can you tell me what vehicle y'all think y'all gave this ticket to?" And they're like, "Looks like a White Lincoln." I'm like, "Yeah, that car is not a White Lincoln. It's a blue Honda Accord, um, which is not that car, as you can imagine." And you know, they can look up the license plate and see that it's not that car. And she was like, okay, so if you want to contest the ticket, you'll have to come in person to court. Um, and it's only from 8.30 to 10.30 in the mornings. So, yeah. So, at some point this week, I have to go from 8.30 to 10.30 in the morning in person in front of a judge to be like, hey, y'all messed up. Y'all are wasting my time. And y'all are messing up my study time because I'm in between classes. <laughs> I think you should have a list of demands prepared. You either dismiss this ticket or provide me with said white Lincoln. <laughs> I don't I don't know because it doesn't say the make, or sorry, it doesn't say the make. It doesn't say the model or the um the year, so this could be like a recently made nice SUV, you know, some sort of Lincoln like Continental, very nice, mm-hmm. very, the type the type of person that disregards parking uh, <laughs> restrictions, you know, or it could be like uh, just ratty, like I don't know, like whatever the Crown Vic equivalent of a Lincoln was back in the nineties, you know, <laughs> like it could be it could go either way, um, considering that. I don't know what it is. And whoever got this ticket, obviously, I guess, crumpled it up and walked away because they were like, that's not my license plate. So that's that's where I'm at on the ticket thing. The city of Baton Rouge messed up and now it's costing me time and inconvenience. You should build them for your time then, actually. I don't know if your time is actually worth anything. but My time's not worth anything. It's (laughs) whatever tuition works out to per class hour, I guess. Um, Yeah, see, I'm... I'm, th- th- as the days go by, I like the city parish of Baton Rouge a lot less. <laughs> <laughs> um, which, by the way, is wild to me that the city of Baton Rouge has a mayor president for the whole parish. That's so dumb to me. I think that's so dumb. What's your, your, what's your opinion on that? How dumb is it? Tell me how dumb you think it is. This seems like a bit of a leading question. Um, I'm going to be fully honest. I've never thought about it before. Um Right. You know, where I'm uh, yeah. from originally, which is a tiny, tiny town, um, our current mayor was also my middle school PE coach. If that <laughs> says anything for the standard I have of uh, right. executive leaders on a local level. 
I love small town politics so much <laughs> because it's so corrupt. Um, the town, the town I'm from, we had to fire, fired like two or three police chiefs in a row. That or they got arrested in a row. But one of the like second to most recent one lost like twenty thousand dollars worth of diving equipment, quote unquote loss. Like I'm sure it's in a pawn shop in Biloxi or something. He pocketed the money. But like, like first off, why did we have twenty thousand dollars of diving equipment? That okay, was if, gonna so be my need, question. If we need to dive, well, I mean, there's a river and it's pretty popular. But like, if we're diving at that point, it's someone else's jurisdiction if we're having to dive for something, right? Like, I don't think we even need the like, huge expensive boat they have. Um, and second off, like, how do you lose, quote unquote, lose $20,000 diving equipment? Well, whoops, whoops. It's gone. We checked, we checked the car. Ah, check the checkout sheet. Ah, someone didn't fill it in. Oh, what a mistake. Oh, sorry, guys. Guess we'll have to buy more, huh? You know, like, it's so. Small town politics is hilarious. The town over French settlement, um, their police chief, I think, I think it was police chief, last name Brignac, uh, got in trouble, got uh, either arrested or fired. Because he let his wife drive the patrol car so that, like, they had to go pick up a rental car. Like, his car was in the shop or something. So he drove the, the squad car over there with her and had her drive the squad car back and he drove the, like, Ford or whatever back. And they got in trouble for that. There seems and like there could have been a simple solution to this problem. You think you think I can't quite be... put my finger on it, but I think they and could I, have gone I about think, this differently. I don't remember if it was that time or another story in another town or something, but there was alcohol involved somewhere in in his firing too. So, yeah, it, it's. <laughs> I think maybe he was drunk, and he thought it was better for him to drive the un, the non police car drunk than it was for him to drive the police car drunk. So that's why she was driving the police car. Uh, it, there was some wrinkle that I don't remember, but sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Heavy, heavy on the, uh, I do not recall on that story. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it just feels like maybe there's one thing they could have done differently. Just, uh, you know, maybe, and I'm just spitballing here, not driven drunk. Perhaps chosen another day to get said rental. Perhaps. See, but... <sighs> Hypothetically. I mean, maybe, but here's the problem with that, right? He's police chief, so he, why, why would he? Yeah, he's got it. Doesn't he who's going who's gonna write him a ticket? His employees? <laughs> Come on, <laughs> what are they gonna do? You got ah, me there. Nah, it's fine. It's fine. Police never make mistakes. They never give tickets to the wrong cars. They never do anything. <laughs> like no. it's a flawless <laughs> system. Yeah, yeah. It, it is honest. Our 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 system is completely flawless and never makes mistakes, and we all love it. And uh, if I'm ever in, on trial, I would like this tape played back in front of the jury, please. Thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love laws. Yes. Um, <laughs> that reminds me of that John Mulaney bit where he's like, uh, of all the sentences I'd be embarrassed to have read out, read out loud in court, it's see you in improv class. <laughs> that was just the vibes I was getting from that. I thought you were going to say that John Mulaney bit where he divorces his wife and gets uh, Aaron Rodgers' ex-girlfriend pregnant within like a, uh, two weeks or whatever. Yeah, that one's a good one too. Dude, John Mulaney is on a roller coaster <laughs> at the moment. He is speed running after the whole divorce thing. <laughs> I didn't even know who Olivia Munn was before this. And maybe I, knew, I live yeah. under a rock, but I just had no reason to know about her until she was involved with John Mulaney. I knew she had dated Aaron Rodgers, but I did not know what she looked like. I thought she was someone different. I thought she was a different Olivia. How many Olivias do you know? I thought she was, um, what's the one that played 13 in-house? What's her name? 
Is that not Olivia? I, even if it was, I don't know. Have you not watched House? I have, but I don't remember many of the actors' names other than, like, Hugh Laurie. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Remember the one non-American. And Robert right. Sean Leonard? Who's he playing? Wilson? Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> um, That's, like, 80% of what I watched during surgery recovery. I would, like, go house? back and forth between House and RuPaul's Drag Race. Olivia Wilde. Uh, You've heard see, of Olivia Wilde. She does the dancing in the Nice For What Drake music video. See, you say Olivia Wilde, and I I know who you're meaning to mean, but the only thing that comes in my head is Oscar Wilde, and those are two very different right. people. I'm going to say, all right, for audio listeners, I'm going to describe cheekbones, but for you, I'll show you the picture. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Olivia Wilde. That's who that is? Olivia Wilde. 13 in house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, the dots weren't connecting. Yeah. It's connected now, thank she's you. She's in the Nice for What music video. I don't watch that. I don't watch a music video. What kind of... What kind of... What? what? Music... I've had this fight before with uh, Jacob. I don't know if it was on the podcast. Music videos. They're great. I don't dislike them. I just don't seek them out. I... Normally, it's for when I want to know who's saying what part in a song, but... When a song... Back, back before college, when a song came out, and I would want to listen to it, I would look it up on YouTube and listen to it, right? So I saw the music videos, because what was I going to do? Look up. Sometimes I looked up the lyric videos, but sometimes those weren't like out yet when a song was new. I always liked the and lyric videos. Scorpio was such a... <laughs> Scorpio or Scorpion or whatever was such a good album, okay? I was listening to it when it came out, the night of. I actually remember um, that was the, the only, like... I've only ever, like, posted about albums twice on my Snapchat story, right? One was... Uh, when when Scorpion or Scorpion, I don't know what it's called. I think it's Scorpion. You know the Drake album that that's from? No. No. But I'll take um, your word for it. It's something. It's Scorp something. When that album came out, I posted like thirty sec, like maybe like five minutes after the album dropped. I was like, "Y'all sleeping on this album?" <laughs> like just like <laughs> it's like man. <laughs> Said no, this we're nice just undercover sleeping. Album. Yeah, this nice undercover album, y'all don't. <laughs> and I also, what was the Taylor Swift one that had um, uh. The most, not the most recent Taylor Swift album. Oh, though, you're talking about the one with Bon Iver? No, no, the one that had the um, song about tossing pennies in the pool and you, right? And my wish came true would have been you. Is it called You? Is that the name of the song? I haven't listened to the last three Taylor Swift albums. <sighs> have you been living under this rock you talked about earlier? Because it sure <laughs> seems like... It's not like I've avoided it. I really haven't. I just never got around to it like there's folklore and then i think there's another one and then I, is that not folklore also maybe i think folklore is the one with bon iver and i was like wow oh. that's cool i should listen to that and then i didn't and then she released another one so i'm like well now i'll never listen to bon iver it's called the one that's the name of the song the one i thought that was a hannah montana song no it definitely is the one by Taylor Swift from it was up. I hate Spotify search because it shows you the song you're looking for three, five songs down, and then it updates the search results, and it's gone, and you can't find it again. And that's one, why I use Apple Music. Song, song by Taylor Swift. Yeah, it's from it's from. Was that album called Cardigan? Uh, no, it's from Folklore. It's from Folklore. Oh, oh. So it's what like I'm hearing these, is that I'm correct. It's the song from Folklore. It was the the charting song from folklore i believe you i do anyway i reviewed that album um 
Drake and Taylor Swift. What a range. Yeah. I mean, neither of them are particularly my favorite albums by any stretch of imagination, but I don't, I normally don't listen to full albums. No, me so when those came out, when those came out, I was like, sure, I'll listen to them and see if they're any good. Are you one of those people that when an album comes out, you listen to it in order? Uh, I have done that once, which was for folklore. <laughs> gotcha. The, I'll say the, the only albums I have found, the only albums I've listened to all the way through, um, are folklore uh, to Pimp a Butterfly and Good Kid Mad City. I have listened to... I know, Actually, I listened through all of... Um, I think... Uh, not Maybe Thank You Next, is it? Oh, the Ariana Grande one? Yeah, I think Thank You Next I listened all the way through. Because it was like every song was really good. <laughs> I think and, I've heard most of those songs, maybe. Yeah. They're all really... It's got like Needy and... Um, mm-hmm. It's got Thank You Next, which is good. Needy's probably the best one on that album. I know Thank You Next. Yeah, and it's got... um, Welcome to the music section of the podcast where we talk about uh, music for a while. This is the part where Andrew talks about music that Maddie, the 21-year-old female, should know. But has But it. does not. <laughs> Let the record yeah. show, I have like the music case of like a 52-year-old man half the time. It's got Imagine... And Needy, which are two of my favorite Ariana Grande songs. I have and never you heard next, either of those really songs. They're really good. It's also, I would put up there, from this new album that she came out with. There's uh, another I one? Ma- I haven't heard many of her songs from it, but My Hair is my favorite one from that album. That is a really good song. The rest of them I don't care for too much. But the best album ever, I think, is Good Kid, Mad City. It is the only album I will listen you. to fully all the way through on repeat. Every song it doesn't miss. Every single song is good. I've never heard of it. It's Kendrick Lamar. I believe you. Yeah. I know exactly um, one Kendrick Lamar song. Yeah, which one? Humble. Oh, that's not. It's and not, I have I like both him. the clean and explicit version on my phone. <laughs> so if you think about like... it, it's really like I know two songs. <laughs> well, I mean, if if it's anything like Eminem's clean and dirty versions, it is two songs, right? Like the the, the way they change Eminem songs to make them like radio clean is they're completely different songs. Um, Eminem songs yeah. are not meant to be listened to censored, though. I will stand by that. Um, it depends on on the song because they are they're still good censored. Yeah, but they're not as good, especially. Well, I'm not going to curse on your podcast, but. Like, you um, can. It's marked as explicit. Wow. Maybe I'm just thrown off because you don't curse, which is strange. Maybe. Jacob does. <laughs> I have met an odd amount of people, and only at college, and it's only guys at LSU who are like, yeah, I just don't curse. I'm like, yeah, it, why would you? I don't know, but like, there's a whole line in Eminem's song, Will Smith don't gotta cuss in his raps to sell records, well I do, so well, fuck I do, him so, and fuck you too. And you too, yeah. <laughs> and I think just that should be your solidifying factor that you should not listen to Eminem censored. So it's like, I don't know, because the problem is I have to sing all the songs censored, so... Oh, the, you like still difference? count it even if it's in a song? I just don't like to do it, so... That's precious. I admire that. I couldn't. I mean, I guess I could. I don't have any desire to not, though. Yeah, I mean, it's it makes... It makes certain songs, as someone who likes rap a lot, it, it makes it yeah. not easy. <laughs> as someone who's a big Kendrick fan, it's it's easier for Kendrick than it is for like most popular rap songs. But I imagine whenever you're singing along to rap, popular. it just sounds like the audio is cutting in and out. 
it, it, <laughs> it is exactly like that for for most most uh most of the times i sing along to stuff it is like well i mean i don't know if you heard when i i sang along to the, to the will smith bar but just with the, yeah the, yeah yeah like <laughs> it just it doesn't hit the same uh it does it, it hits the same to me mm, agree to disagree I'm, I said to me. I don't think I know, we need to I know. disagree on how I feel. <laughs> I think we can agree on how I feel about it. You know. I don't know. I don't think I trust your judgment to know what's even best for you. I'm lying to you. That's not how I feel at all. That's why we have to disagree. It's <laughs> <laughs> for the drama for the podcast. I understand. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we have to play up the the conversation, right? Yeah. Um, I really like Kendrick Lamar, though. I think "In Good Kid, Mad City" is a fantastic album. "To Pimp a Butterfly" has some. The songs I like from To Pimp a Butterfly, I like more than the songs I like from Good Kid, Mad City. But it's like, like, good, like To Pimp a Butterfly has like one or two songs that are like tens, and the rest are lower than that, like maybe sixes or sevens, like good songs. Good Kid, Mad City is like every song is a nine. Every single song is really, really good. <laughs> so like, it's it's every time someone's like, "What's your favorite album?" or "What's the best album?" It's always it's always Good Kid, Mad City. I'm like trying to think. The last time I listened to any album all the way through. Or if I have any like complete albums on my phone, those those albums are really good to do it because especially Good Kid, Mad City is one long story broken into different songs. Like there is a narrative thread through all the songs, hmm. so it's not like uh, it's not like listening to Drake where it's like this is like ten party songs in a row. Like there's actual there's a narrative to Good Kid, Mad City, so it's worth listening through. Not that there's anything wrong with party songs. Drake Drake is probably my third favorite rapper just because I like. <laughs> Okay, so I've really been liking some of the older Drake stuff lately. Yeah? Not old Drake, but older Drake. Um, yeah, because it's really good. Well, first off, I've always loved um, Pound Cake, right? Pound Cake's like Drake's best beat. I love Pound Cake so much. Sure. It's such a good... Just I love the beat so much. So I love when everyone else uses it, but he does a pretty good job with it, too. Um, I actually have to... I haven't listened to my playlist in a while because I haven't had time to do anything in my life. He's been too busy battling... Uh red tape and bureaucracy with the city of baton rouge yeah and also just engineering <laughs> way to way to throw that in there lest um, anyone forget <laughs> yeah uh oh what is it um the the drake song that starts off with um i might be true strung out on compliments overdose on confidence started not to give up and stop fearing the consequence drinking every night because we drink to my accomplishments Faded way too long, I'm flowing in and out as consciousness, and they say, and I'm back. I'd agree with that. That one. I have no idea, but I really enjoyed that. I had someone tell me I fell off. Ooh, I needed that. And they want to see me pick back up. Or where'd I leave it at? I know I exaggerated things. Now I, what's, what's it called? I think if you just keep singing, <laughs> I got to get to the chorus. I got to get to the chorus. This is the next 30 minutes of the podcast. It's just something they know. I don't know. I definitely just googled it, but I'm gonna let you uh, let you what have it. What is it? What is it? <laughs> Silence is bad for the podcast. <laughs> okay, so it's headlines. Headlines. That's what it is. Head. I've really, really been liking headlines lately. I also love um, uh, was it the one? Not. It's not called um, fake love, is it? I thought well, it was like I got mm-hmm. fake people showing fake love to me. Showed to my is it called fake love? I actually have no idea. <laughs> I've really liked that one lately too. Like I've I've been I've been on a on a kick of those that style of Drake song. Yeah. 
Yeah, which is very basic, I know. I drink Starbucks now and listen to Drake, so. <laughs> <laughs> this is my life. This is my life. This is what I have become. Do you ever get those, like, um, phases whenever you get, like, this one song that's stuck in your head, and it has to be, like, the first song you listen to every time you, like, get in your car or, like, turn on your shuffle? It's not even that I have to listen to it on repeat, but, like, do you ever get like that? The way my playlist is built in Spotify, because it's the way Spotify works, the most recent song plays first. So that's typically just, I just start at the top of my playlist, and then it just plays all the all the songs I've been most obsessed with lately, so. Um, I don't use Spotify, unfortunately. I've, I've been getting a lot of songs from, not a lot, but a couple of songs from TikTok lately. Oh, yeah, me too. Every so, every so often I'll venture into TikTok, and I'm like, let's groove tonight? That is a good song. <laughs> like, so I think <laughs> that's what sparked what I was talking about, the song that like I get, I have to put on every time I get in my car, because right now it's... <laughs> Baby Got Back by Sir Mix-a-Lot. Oh, really? Because there's been, like, a trend uh, going around people dancing to that, and it annoys really? everyone in my life, but I enjoy it immensely. Yeah. Um, Sir mix a that song samples something else, doesn't it? I feel oh, like... No, it gets, sorry, it gets sampled by Nicki Minaj. Like, yeah, yeah, that, the that line the, about my anaconda. Famous, yeah. That you remember that famous, bit uh, on Friends sample. about that, where, like, Ross sings that part of the song to his baby? No, I'll be honest, because Ross had a baby on Friends, and then they forgot about it three episodes later. Ross had two babies on Friends. He right? had two kids? Well, he has the little boy that Rachel was played by Dylan and or Cole Sprouse. Like, the oh, right. Ben? That's, like, his main child through most of it. And then, later on, he has a baby girl with Rachel that they named Emma. Like Jane Austen. Sure. Yeah, so I can't help but think um, that Ross is the Ted Mosby of Friends and that Ted Mosby is the Ross of How I Met Your Mother. I don't disagree with that. Because you're not really supposed to like Ross. Like, you kind of like him, but then you're like, wow, he is really kind of shitty. And it's he weird is. With, it's weird with Ross because it's... Ross is the character I most relate to, but it's only like I 50% relate to him, right? That it's just because the other character... It's because the other characters are so different than me. Like, he's the closest to me, but he's still super different, right? Right. Because I'm not Joey. I'm not Joey. No. And despite what people might think, I'm not Chandler. So, I think I'm like half like, of Ross. You have like but mild I really, I, Chandler tendencies. I, I hate the other half of Ross so much, though, where I can't relate to Ross. Because, <laughs> like, the half, the half of him that, that I am is, like, being dragged down by the half of him that I'm not, right? Right. Yeah. So, it's it's just, it makes it not fun to watch Ross. And at the end of the day, like, they were on a break, right? So, don't I don't do know that. how, I don't know how there's a, how, how there's not an argument. Like, <laughs> I don't know why the show makes such a big deal out of it. Everyone agrees. Like, there's never an argument. I don't know. That's one of those things that you just kind of have to pick a side and you die with it. But right. It's people arguing just to have an argument because oh, it's exactly. very obvious. It's very obvious. Yeah, they were on a break. Like, but that's like, come on. kind of irrelevant, though, even even if they were on a break. What? That's such a slippery slope in relationships, though. And this is, oh, I, I disagree with the idea of a break in a relationship in the first place. But no, they were yeah. on a break. So they were on a break. If you're going to agree to the concept of a break, then they were on a break. 
I guess. I don't think a break exists. That's what I, mean, I think it's so funny when you see people on like Snapchat being like, oh, happy eight months with so-and-so. And it's like, y'all were broke up for two months, like three weeks ago. I don't think you're on month eight yet. I would count that as like month six. Like, I don't think it's... Oh, so you believe like if there's like a pause, you should like go back to the beginning, the counter starts over? No, I don't mean... I just mean you don't count the two months in the middle. I think you're on month six now instead of month eight. Oh. Like, I don't care if you started dating eight months ago. For two months of it, you weren't dating. Like, you know, y'all weren't in a relationship. Like, why are you... Like, I, I think it's so funny when people try to like, no, I hate you so much. We're not in a relationship anymore. And then get back together two months later. And it's like, this whole time we were together. It's like, I don't know. It's a bit, it's, it's a bit, uh, like rewriting history. Like, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, as a history major, I don't know yeah. how I, uh, how I feel about that. You just had to throw that in there. You got to mention that you were a mechanical engineering major. The people need yeah. to know I'm a history major. I yeah. don't know why that feels important to my character. Um, well, not just a history major, right? No, no. Also communication <laughs> studies, but right. people like so. to diss on that because a certain Dean of the Honors College, who will not be named, perhaps once said to me that, quote, well, he didn't even say it to me. He said it to the class, that uh, if your major has the word studies in it, it's not a real major. <laughs> and then he said, okay, what's everyone's major? <laughs> and this was also before I was a history major. And so so I had just communication? Yeah, I had to look this man in the eyes and say, I'm a communication studies major. That was a wow. that was a defining moment. That was some plot development. Maybe. Oh, there we go. Wow! Give me my computer go. science degree. Speaking of computer science, can you tell me the name of the computer science freshman working for us in the testing center? We have a computer science freshman working for us. Yes. I know their names, but I don't know their majors. Oh, okay. I know. I know most of their names. Okay, I'm going to go process of elimination. I know it's not Evan, because I know Evan is a psych major. I don't think it's Alyssa, because I think she's a different science major. Pharmacy? Pharmological something? Sure. Um, I have no idea what Marie's major is. I don't think it's Maya, because I think she's journalism. Mia? I thought it was Maya. One's name is M-E-A. Well, I could be mistaken then. If you're listening <laughs> to this, Mia, they're not. I was talking not. about Trust someone me. else. Trust me, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> I know, we have one. I know. We have one Montanian listener. Um, which, if you heard, if you listen to the podcast, you would know our Montanian listener. Um, have you been listening to the recent episodes of the podcast? So that's actually what I was doing prior to having to do all of this setup, which was so lovingly uh, suggested, very gentle and kind, that I perhaps might be on this podcast at 11 p.m. So I actually was, and then was rudely interrupted. Right. <laughs> so which, I only got like five minutes in. To which episode? The one about Hurricane Ida. Oh, okay, yeah. I, th- I don't know if it's Hurricane the- I don't know, excuse me. Actually, either- I was seven and a half minutes in. Oh, it's either that one or the one before it. Uh, we talked about the tra- the Montanian listener possibly tragically being in a silo accident or something. So so I don't know if we even have the one listener anymore, but we're hoping we're hoping there's still at least one listener of the podcast out there. Here's um, hoping. Here's hoping. Um, did you see? This is a bit of a downer. You see, 
Norm Macdonald. Yes. That's man, that's so sad. I was watching Celebrity Jeopardy clips yesterday. <laughs> I, yeah. Turd Ferguson lives on in my heart. Yeah. Is that the name on the podium? <laughs> like, yeah. Look at that. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's big. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's it's so good. It's so good. But I, I, I will forever love him for the OJ weekend update updates. <laughs> These are just so it's like a forty minute video of just straight gold the entire time. Like like OJ Simpson's attorneys have requested that the families of Nicole Brown not be present in the courtroom. <laughs> they say it will remind OJ of how much killing he still has left to do. <laughs> like, I haven't seen that. What was what's the it's Nicole Brown and Ron what Ron, what was his name the the waiter? Yeah, I don't know. Ron, I want It's not Swanson or Burgundy. Those are the only two Rons circling See, through my Swanson head right now. See, Swanson came to mind, but I knew yeah, that wasn't yeah. right. Something I thought it started with a B, but now I can only think of Burgundy, and, and then all I can think of is San Diego, which it isn't. So, Goldman, Anchorman, Ron Gold. That's right. Yeah. So the families of Nicole Brown and Ron Goldman. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Speaking of Burgundy, quick, quick sidebar. <laughs> so there's this one particular person on my Snapchat that um, frequently refers to Fred's the bar. Mm-hmm. Which I don't even know if you can get into. I don't know how old you are and how old the thingy is. But you're familiar with the concept. You have to be 19. Most. You have to be 19 to get in, I think, to Fred's. I think you have to be 19 if you're a girl. Oh. I don't know. And what I think that, 20 for a guy. Oh, okay. Irregardlessly, which is what my mom says. Don't kill me for that. I know it's yeah, wrong. Yeah, I don't know I about know that it's one, wrong. Chief. That sounds... I don't know. Sorry, President Bush. <laughs> my mom was an English major, and she says it, so I think it's okay. Wow. But... Anyway, there's this girl, and she refers to Fred's as Hotel Burgundy, like, frequently. I don't know if that's, like, a thing and I missed it, or if that's just, like, something she's trying to make happen. Interesting. Like, fetch. Yeah, exactly. My thoughts, exactly. I don't know if it's... It seems like a fetch situation. Because I don't think any normal person would start a movement of, like, Hotel Burgundy. Because you can't sleep there, right? Uh, not on purpose. At most, it'd be like the Hotel Burgundy Bar or something, or like, you know, name it after a bar, like a a hotel bar or something. I don't know. A hotel itself seems, and Burgundy, like it's orange, not Burgundy, the color, right? So Fred's is definitely red. It's red. I thought it was orange. No, it is unequivocally red. Really? Yeah. I have not seen the sign for Fred's in like two years, so. No, it's definitely. So it's not even Burgundy, but. Yeah, I feel for her. I understand. This what is this person like? Uh, would you describe this person as sane? On occasion. On occasion, so there there are times when the madness could have taken hold and resulted in <laughs> something like Hotel Burgundy. Well, she does frequent the artist formerly known as Fred's. So, right. That could My- that could be it. I don't think anyone else finds it funny, but I love saying the library formerly known as Middleton. <laughs> <laughs> no one, no, it doesn't even get a smile out of people when I say it, but I'm a big fan of saying it. <laughs> Let the listeners, excuse me, listener, know that I did yeah. smile at that. Yeah. For I, those of us who are old and remember when it was Middleton. Well, I was trying to give someone directions the other day, and I was like, yeah, go up these stairs and you're right, see the library, it'll say Middleton. I guess it'll say library on the front. It used to say Middleton on the front. And you'll turn right. like Because oh, as freshmen, I'm like, I don't even know if they know which building is the library, right? So I'm going to be like, the one that's the library will say, you know, 
guess I won't say Middleton. Ooh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I have this very distinct memory of a uh, so Middleton, uh, the library that used to be called Middleton was lovingly referred to as Club Mid a lot. Oh yeah. Oh, um, yeah. and I remember I was having a conversation about that with some friends in I think my sorority house, and I overheard a freshman who had been here like after it had been renamed, and I heard her say to somebody else, "Is that in Tigerland?" I I have never heard someone legitimately refer to Middleton as Club Mid. I've only heard it referenced. I've heard people say, oh, you know, some people call it Club Mid. I've never heard anyone call it Club Mid. It's always, whoa, hey, some people call it Club Mid. Like, <laughs> it's like there's this there's this other group of people somewhere calling it Club Mid. And we all we all know they call it that, but none of us call it that. It's always somewhere, the, the way it's been described. Says it. I say it, but it's one of those things I really only say over text or like i'll say it as a joke but i'm not usually saying it like oh i am on my way to club mid right now it was something like freshman year i think the ras were like oh by the way if anyone ever says club mid they're referring to the library wink wink and then no one ever said club mid for the next two years of my existence your ra <laughs> told you that i don't even think i spoke to like, my ra yeah so it's it's like that oh and, and um what was it you are our mutual uh mutual association olivia uh olivia. actually at the hca training mentioned it she was like yeah these kids coming like to ask where the good, good clubs are and we say club mid because it's the library oh, um, well, that's such an but olivia i've never joke. heard i've never heard anyone say club mid like <laughs> in actuality <laughs> well now you have you're welcome I don't, I don't know if it counts but i said it multiple times yeah, but but you were also talking about it as like you're talking about talking about it. You never said you didn't say like, "Hey, yeah, sorry, I can't go. I'm at Club Mid." You just said, "Oh yeah, the library is Club Mid." Like you didn't call it that. You used it. <laughs> that seems like you know what the hairs. best part of the you know what the best part of the podcast is when when we get into these deep semantic arguments for like <laughs> ten minutes. It happens more often than I would like it to. To be completely honest, <laughs> <laughs> doesn't matter which Jacob it is. No, no, even. <laughs> It comes with the character. Keep replacing them and it keeps happening. I don't know. Like <laughs> we're on the fourth Jacob Williams, I think, in canon, right? But <laughs> it's like whenever a role gets recast in a show, but the show doesn't acknowledge it. It's like, oh was, yeah. When I was thinking about about the lead into the podcast, I was gonna. I, I wanted to mention at some point, like, oh, by the way, little IMDb trivia fact for y'all. <laughs> most most listeners didn't notice, but half, like at, at the beginning of episode ten or whatever, the role of Jacob Williams was actually recast briefly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> due to scheduling conflicts for with other other podcasts or whatever, the, the original Jacob Williams actor couldn't be there. Why isn't he here? This is like the direct to VHS sequel of the podcast where it's like, yeah, the genie is someone else, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> Did you just call my guest during direct to VHS? No, I was talking about the recasting being direct to VHS. The reason Jacob can't be here, audience, is because he went to the football game yesterday, so he couldn't record yesterday, even though Saturday is the podcast day, and then he had to work today. So look at that priorities in the wrong places, obviously. He's got a job other than this. This gig doesn't pay enough. I mean, don't tell him this, but I I keep all the podcast money. <laughs> the the money the podcast doesn't make goes all to me. <laughs> <laughs> For a small slice of that non-existent hush money, I will keep your secret. Right. From all, the real Jacob Williams, all, whom I have never met. All zero dollars goes straight to me in the podcast. All the revenue. Um, until we get podcast adverts, ooh, which I don't think will ever happen. We don't have the audience for it, but... <laughs> 
I'm telling you, I've got a hookup. You just let me know. You say I'm the word, t- yeah. I'll call my sister. Word. Okay, well, it's late. I'm not going to call her now. <laughs> I've already called her three this, times today. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's this at the 11th hour coming in? This podcast is brought to you by Waste Management. <laughs> <laughs> Tired of storm debris clogging up your lawn and your ditch. Waste management. <laughs> Too bad. Yeah, that's... <laughs> this podcast brought to you by Entergy. Oh, the or podcast just immediately yeah, ends yeah, right immediately there. immediately ends, yeah. <laughs> that would actually be such a good, like, anti-advertisement for Energy. Brought to you right. by Energy. Welcome to... Nothing. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I've, I've complained extensively about Entergy on the previous podcast that you haven't listened to yet. Well, I was trying. You were trying. You haven't done I'm... your homework. That's the problem with Jacob. <laughs> Jacob doesn't do his homework. He doesn't listen to the podcast back. Ah. Well, Which you I, see. I used to. I would <laughs> never do that if I were part of said podcast. You're saying you would listen to every episode? I would, perhaps, if I knew. Granted, perhaps. I'd have to listen to my own voice. It's not as bad as you think. It's actually, I... I think I think it's really cool because if you're listening to the conversation... I'll be like, oh man, maybe I should say this. That would be funny. And then I did say that. Like, like it comes <laughs> up, and I'm like, okay, uh, I still got it. All right. This is my or favorite like, part. Or like someone else is saying something. I'm like, oh, oh, maybe I'll mention this. Or like, oh, I would say that. And then you do, and it's like, all right, <laughs> I'm See, still when me. You all said right. That, I know you were talking about. Oh, it's not so bad listening to your own voice. But for like a split second, I was like, oh, it's not so bad to listen to your voice, Maddie. And I'm like, oh. And then I realized. Oh, I, yeah, I know. I was. I was. No, I was uh, honking my own horn, as they say. Uh, you know, that's, they say tooting. It's tooting my own horn. I don't like that word. It doesn't matter. It's not the same. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right. Here. Uh, what's what's all right? Not not to write my own name or anything, but uh, I I quite I, I'm quite okay with my own voice. <laughs> the complaint with the podcast that apparently Jacob gets all the time is that me and his voice, my and his voice, are too similar. I. Like, what do you mean too similar? Like, I don't know. Frequency? Like, pe- no, people listening confuse who's talking, which I don't think is possible. But people complain to him about it. Okay, well, I guess I never had that problem because by the time I had listened to it, I'd already known you for a while, and you talk a lot at work, so I'm well acquainted with the sound of your voice. Would you say it's surprising that out of everyone at work, I'm the one who has a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> no. no. Although, would I listen to a podcast by Sandy? absolutely oh my goodness oh my goodness can you imagine if sandy and sandra had a podcast oh well i was saying do you want maybe we should have sandy on the podcast i would listen to that again and again i don't think she'd do it but that'd be really cool (laughs) i think maybe if you asked her in the right moment we could have like this the like uh like you know like the ladies of the office podcast for the (laughs) office like if we had like a a, the workers of otess podcast I think that would go really well, and only we would enjoy it, but I think we would all right. enjoy it a lot. Right. Well, I mean, the complaints you'd have about, like, Stratcom and Cass. <laughs> and... <laughs> Imagine a roundtable discussion about the wet bar. L- well, I mean, okay, the wet bar idea I get a lot of flack for. <laughs> no one liked the swimming pool idea, so the wet bar idea is my cons- uh, consolation prize. Evan has seen the wet bar. He's on board, right? Uh <laughs> Prob is convincing old man Clay to open up the budget to allow us to <laughs> to install more than just the sink because the sink's already there. See, he gets some of the asbestos cleared out. An important point of reference for the audience is that um, 
our office doesn't even have the money to be ADA accessible, which, um, by the way, is why I have a gap on my resume from that. Because <laughs> uh, there's stairs. So I think, should the uh, purse strings be loosened, they go to ADA. The problem isn't money, apparently, for, for the elevator thing. They claim the problem is space. That sounds fake. They say there's nowhere in the building to put an elevator. They should have thought about that. In beforehand. The 1930s. Well, okay, look, I'm not even asking for an elevator. What about a chairlift? We already have stairs. You want you want the old uh, easy lift, uh, you know, you sure thing, Grandma, right this way. Oh, Absolutely. hold on, strap yourself in. <laughs> they had one when I was a kid at the church where we used to always go that went up to the choir loft, which was the only, like, second floor of like of my church and but they kept it like locked off so you know dumb kids like me wouldn't go on it so there was two sets of stairs up to the choir loft and i can just remember always thinking man i want to do that so bad because it wasn't even a locked door it was like a like one of those sliding iron fence looking things like you could see it it was just enough to taunt you a gate sure i guess if you want to split hairs there was a gate. If you're trying to gatekeep. If I'm trying to get, all right, hey, 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 don't don't gaslight me, bro. Um, <laughs> the, it it sounds like what you're describing, this sort of immovable, impenetrable barrier, this this effy, this iron barrier, right? Um, shackles and chains stopping you know irregular, just regular people from accessing the handicap accessibility things. It sounds like this was designed specifically to prevent people using this chairlift. So how would you implement that in Himes Hall is the real question. I think chairlifts should be for all. I believe in universal chairlifts. I don't think we should gatekeep chairlifts. Was that the question? I kind of zoned out for like a half second. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is a a debate. So like you had the chance to answer the question. And now your opponent gets to respond to your response for 10 seconds. Your rebuttal. Um, Yeah. Um, I don't, I'll be honest, I don't think the selection is going too well for you. <laughs> what if, all right, what if instead we, my solution all along, right, was by the, by Dean's office door, we throw a rope and a pulley off the side of the building and we have like a little like basket lift the way that like tree houses do. Would I have to do it myself? What? This is America. What do you mean? Pull yourself up by the bootstraps and pedal yourself up and down the... The so I'm at so my fake major communication studies. We talk a lot about you know turns of phrases and stuff. And in two separate classes last week alone, we had discussions on the whole phrase, like pull yourself up by the bootstraps. Well, yeah, and that was just jump. like it, yeah, not it's a how fun you moment. Float. It's how you float. It's how you float in place, right? <laughs> you're you're wearing your boots and you pull yourself up by the bootstraps. You just go straight up. Yeah. Okay, maybe it's I like just box never. Jumping. Maybe I not owned enough boots in my life but i can't remember any of them having like distinguishable straps right well i think possibly back in 1890 or 1850 whatever when old prospector pete was was walking through the red dirt of the american (laughs) west the clay of the new world right and his boots were were like starting to slip out i assume he had at least one loop on each boot to pull it pull his foot back in right when it gets stuck in the mud, right? You don't want your foot to come out of your boot. But that would be a boot loop. I think loops and straps are pretty distinct. 
Boot Loop's actually my favorite breakfast cereal. <laughs> I had it. Um, yeah. um, I talked about Fruit Loops earlier today, actually. I think those are two. I think that's a bootstrap on each boot. I think it's a strap. You could call it a loop if you like, but I'm sure old Prospector Pete and, and his camaraderie of uh, you know outlaws at the Old Town Saloon while they were drinking their elixirs and whatnot, we're, uh, we're going to call it bootstraps. Loop seems like a, a fanciful word for city men, you know? <laughs> Loop was as a strap. You know? Wasn't Prospector Pete the guy from Toy Story 2? He was, but I like the alliteration. Oh, he was Stinky Pete the Prospector. He was, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They called him Prospector. Yeah. The Prospector. Which probably, which Put some probably, respect on his name. I don't know if you listen to the Pixar Bracket podcast, but if I had my way, Toy Story 2 would have been the second best Pixar movie. <laughs> I haven't listened to it yet, so I'm not going to ask what the best uh, one was because I don't want you to spoil it in case no, I ever... you have to listen to it. You have listen to listen to, to it. it. I'll tell you, the title of the first episode is, is Incredibles, the best Pixar movie. I don't know. You have to listen to find out. <laughs> the suspense. The suspense. What do okay, you think so is I the have a Pixar? question, and I can't remember if I've asked you this at work or not, but it's a heated discussion in my oh, friend boy. group. Hit me. Cars 1 or Cars 2? I don't remember what I said in the previous episodes. Forget all, forget I, all I that. I talked about... I talked about... Okay. If I if you ask me right now... All right, I I'm did. Clock, clockwork Orange. I'm strapped in a chair. You ask me which one I'm going to watch right now. Eyes peeled open. I'm going to choose Cars 2. Good. Um, But they're both no. not good movies. <laughs> You were doing so well. You were doing so they're well. Both, they're both not good movies. I like... Well, now... The, the second one has too much Mater, right? But it is a better movie than the first one. Okay. Fight. First of all, Cars 2 was the correct answer. Yeah. I'm I, never wrong. I've only been wrong on one podcast. It was the whole point of that podcast, if you see the title. <laughs> that reminds me of that <laughs> phrase. Uh, I've never been wrong. I thought I was wrong once before, but I was wrong about it. Yeah. No, no, but, you never thought that. I thought I was wrong, but I was mistaken. Is is the, oh, the shorter, succinct, succinct version me. of that? Where like I thought I was wrong, but I was mistaken about being wrong. You know. Right. Right. Okay. Well, irregardlessly. Right. Which Cars means completely guardlessly. What did you say? I said it means completely guardlessly. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Cars two is better. It's right. got a plot. Uh, so does the first one. Okay, it's got a plot that's not just uh, Owen Wilson being an asshole. Although he is still an is asshole. <laughs> is it though? <laughs> He's great in Loki though. Ooh. But but look, you have the, the iconic line, Toe Mater, average intelligence. Which is good. Which Here's is my great. Problem. Larry no, no. the Cable Guy is not Southern. So knowing it's all an act makes it like fake to me. You're upset that an actor... Voicing an animated tow truck. I'm upset. Is not no, a method no, actor. No, 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 no. Because he's not. He's not playing Mater. He's do, he's playing himself. Larry the Cable Guy's just doing his own voice for the bit. Except the problem is, it's not his real voice. Where's he from? I've never Nebraska. Stopped. Isn't that like the Midwest? It's like it's nor- more north than Kansas, right? Like, <laughs> ha. He's talking out like this, but he's not from there. You know, he's doing like a, it's almost like Jeff Foxworthy's voice, but from someone from Nebraska. I guess I've never stopped to consider where Larry the Cable Guy was from. He just is kind of an otherworldly being. No, he sounds like he's from Arkansas. That's the voice he's doing, but he's not. He's lying. I never knew that. 
Yeah, and he's not a cable guy. What? <laughs> <laughs> Next, you're gonna tell me his name's not Larry. <laughs> I actually don't know if it is or isn't. <laughs> I'm gonna but, keep the illusion alive. I'm yeah, not gonna look yeah. it up. I-, I won't take that from you. I like the spy parts. I I love the problem with with Cars too is I like every single character in it, especially all the spies. I like every single character in it except for Mater. And it's it's a movie about Mater. Is the problem with it? So I I love the Aston Martin Bond guy. I love the train. I love the airplane. I love that they're. In, it has my favorite scene in any of the Cars movies where they ride in an airplane. Like like the cars are in like a seven forty seven. Like that's like it's one of my favorite moments of all the Cars movies. And it's got some beautiful like water fountains in in buildings. Like it's got some really nice scenes. Sure. And I, I love I love the lemons stuff. I love the casino like scene. Like I love everything about it except for Mater because he is the yeah. worst character of all the Cars movies. But the Carcino, one might say. One might. It's got funny. Uh, there's a funny AKA scene right where the aliases for someone are pretty funny. But <laughs> it reminds me. So they have like the that like asshole Italian car that's like trying to get up in Lightning McQueen's face, and I oh, like yeah, it a yeah, lot. Yeah, the open wheeled racer. <laughs> Right, right, because it just reminds me of um, Ricky Bobby and the French guy. Ricky Bobby. <laughs> exactly. That, that is um. That's that's Borat. Is it? That's Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah, that's Sasha Baron Cohen. I guess I never Play, was like playing the playing the French guy. I never, I guess, consumed those bits of media in the same time where I like would yeah. put that together. I need you to beat me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> See, our our thing was just uh, we'd always go back and forth and quote the uh, well, they're like really, really thin pancakes. Yeah, but he'd know what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> also, I say for some reason the last like few months, just very randomly, I'll walk around and say, "I'm Ricky Bobby, and if you don't chew big red, then fuck you." <laughs> and I have for to me- really watch where I say that because sometimes there'll be somebody who overhears it. Yeah. To, to me, the most memorable quotes are always like, "I don't know what to do with my hands." And um, if you ain't first, you're last. I say that. That's the bit. That's the famous one. But sure. the the more niche one is anarchy, anarchy. I don't know what it means, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> My mom, surprisingly, uh, you know, fifty something year old white woman, she will like walk around and I don't even. It's not even relevant to the situation, but she'll say, "I'm all jacked up on Mountain Dew," or like, <laughs> "I'll beat your ass like a spider monkey," or whatever the uh-huh. actual one is. But I'm like, some, my mom just has a few like mannerisms or just things she'll say that always just catch me off guard right. like um one time she just started singing the canadian national anthem oh canada yeah that's the one and i was like mom why do you know that um and she used to so fun fact my mom used to be like a national rodeo champion back in the gap that is and a fun fact when they would go to rodeos right after they'd play the american anthem they'd play the canadian anthem because there would be a lot of like canadian racers or like rodeoers there too and so thusly she learned all the words to oh canada that actually makes a lot more sense than i was expecting um (laughs) thank you apparently other countries like british people they think it's really weird that we sing our national anthem so much like before sporting events and stuff like that because they like they sing it in front of other countries that's when they use the british national anthem like like fifa or like the olympics it's like yeah yeah you know Britain, Britain, when you're in the face of other countries, when it's just your country there, they don't do it because they're like, why, why do we need to? It's just us, right? We all but know it. Yeah. But like, you know, at every football game, we sing the American National Anthem and stuff like that. And it's like, we're all American. Why are we, you know, <laughs> who are we fronting on, right? It's you all, have to it's find the one here. outlier. Yeah. It, it's There's all like us a plant. Here. Like other countries use it to front on other countries and we just <laughs> use it against ourselves. Like, 
this is kind of not the same thing, but uh, apparently Texas has its own Pledge of Allegiance, and Maybe. they like say it in no, no, I'm telling you, really, yeah. And they, like, say it in school right after they say the American Pledge of Allegiance. There's, like, a Texas Pledge of Allegiance. And, like, something they all know seems, it. Something seems, like, very, like, unconstitutional about, like, pledging allegiance to something else like that. Like, like unless a- their Pledge of Allegiance says, and secondly, I pledge allegiance to the state of Texas. <laughs> I don't know how, like, how non-treasonous that would be, like... <laughs> I actually have no idea, but I saw a TikTok about it, and it was like a bunch of Texas people bonding over that. And really, yeah. Oh, oh, there is pledge of allegiance to the Texas state flag. So it's specifically to the flag. Well, so is the American pledge. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Which I always thought was weird. Okay, here, here's the uh, the pledge to the Texas state flag. Okay, hit me. Honor the Texas flag. I pledge allegiance to thee. Texas, one state, under God, one and indivisible. That's it. Something about the way that started made it sound really like broken English, like uh, <laughs> the way like honor, pledge of Texas or whatever it was, like how it started. Like <laughs> Honor the Texas flag, semicolon. Yeah. I pledge allegiance to the Texas. I pledge allegiance to the, yeah, that, the way that's spoken just sounded really weird to me. I, I don't get the... um. The Pledge of Allegiance, right? It's it's not it's like the it's like the country's a caveat. It's like I pledge allegiance to the flag and to the nation for which it stands. Like why not I pledge allegiance to the nation and the flag which represents it? Like why isn't the nation first? I don't know why the flag has to be in it at all, but why isn't the nation like the primary thing? You know, I've never thought about that before, but I don't especially... I don't feel any particular allegiance to a piece of fabric on a pole. Like, I might feel pride, but I don't feel allegiance. I feel allegiance to the, the entity, to the country, right? Like, I don't understand why the Pledge of Allegiance is directed at the flag primarily. Because it's not even like there's, like, one flag. Like, it's not like like a monument type thing. You know, like, there's only one Washington monument. But there's not just, like, a centralized flag. It's And also, like, imagine how the flag felt when you changed it to add stars to it after you pledge <laughs> allegiance to it. Like, I, Imagine I, how Betsy be Ross felt. That would feel like a betrayal, right? But you just you just swore. You just pledged allegiance <laughs> to me. I'm not stop sewing. You know, like. <laughs> That's like you promised. <laughs> There's the flag, this one. The flag um, I can, it's from some I don't know what it's from actually. I just only know the screen cap. But it's like Jeremy, you promised not to tell. And Hitler promised not to invade Czechoslovakia. People lie. <laughs> and that's just what that made me think of. Wow. That's one of my one of the better Norm Macdonald jokes is the like you know the more I hear about this Hitler guy the less I like him. <laughs> <laughs> and whenever they play this podcast in court for Andrew, they should admit that part. Just completely take that part out. It's completely in context. You know, this Hitler guy. The more I hear about him, the less I like him. He seems like a really bad guy. You know, I don't know what. Why do people talk about him more? He seems like he seems like like a real villain. <laughs> this this shady character here. Yeah, honestly, we should build a statue to the guy that killed Hitler because, whew, what a, what a, what a service, <laughs> oh, <no>. right? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I, I like that there's there's people who are ignorant enough of history to make that point, right? Like, you got to think, like, if Michael Scott was real and was mayor of a town, oh, that's the 100%. sort of thing that could happen, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> Speaking of Michael Scott, I was watching an episode of The Simpsons today, as I frequently do. Right. And... It was like some 
he was just some like side character but for a good 20 seconds i was like huh that voice sounds familiar and then i hated that i recognized who it was so soon because for the rest of the episode i could only see him as michael scott and he was like in the whole episode really yeah but he was playing you sure it was steve carell because I went through all of Incredibles 2 thinking it was Steve Carell voicing the bad guy, but it wasn't. It was Bob Odenkirk. <laughs> well, now I'm unsure, but I'm 96% sure. I Bob Odenkirk was almost cast as Michael Scott, too, so it felt like a good I do know that. For me to, I, yeah. yeah. Bob Odenkirk well, also just had that. a heart attack. Did he really? Yeah, while filming uh, Better Call Saul Season 6. It's kind of troubling that you laughed during that. Did I? You did. He he just had a heart attack. I thought, well, I might have been at the end of laughing from the thing. I said he also had a heart attack. Sure, Cover your tracks. I thought I kept the giggles to myself. (laughs) Did I do that out loud? (laughs) So the quiet part out loud. I don't know. (laughs) I I really hope, uh, like, he's he's okay, and they're they're back to filming the show. I I really hope he he continues to do okay, because it's such a good show. I think Critical they should. Saw is so good. They should write that into the plot somehow. That seems on brand. I don't know. The show is so. I can't wait for the next season to come out so the older season will go on Netflix finally, so I can watch season five. <laughs> I haven't seen it all the way through. I've seen it like sporadically, but not enough to. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, reference. It is like it is some of the best television ever made. It's better than Breaking Bad. Well, yeah, because Breaking Bad was doing really well, and then, for lack of a better word. It went bad. I don't think so. I think Breaking Bad was good the whole time. It did not pull a Game of Thrones. Breaking Bad had a good ending. So I've never seen Game of Thrones. I've seen one episode of Game of Thrones. And based on the one episode that I saw, like in the middle of it, I decided to not watch anymore. Right. So the one episode that I watched was uh, the Red Wedding episode. Oh, wow. Spoiled it halfway. Like, and I was like, like the half, halfway through the show, that's a <laughs> big thing yeah and i did the same thing with like gray's anatomy which i've also never seen um but i watched one episode with my sister and it was like the hospital shooter episode i guess oh interesting so Derek was was uh chief of surgery then oh yeah and he got shot spoiler alert sorry listener yeah gray's anatomy is good until like season 12 i think there are not many shows that i think should have that many seasons but there's not many shows with Patrick Dempsey in them, so. <laughs> but yeah, so I guess I have a tendency to just like zone in on like the one most intense episode, and then just never go back. Right. So. I, that's not that's not the most intense episode of Grey's Anatomy. Well, Jesus, if that's not the most intense episode, I don't know if I want to know what is. Let's just say, uh, spoiler alert for Grey's Anatomy for anyone who hasn't listened. Or, Which is or probably just me. Uh. There's a reason it stops being good after season 12, and it's because Derek's not there anymore. See, that's okay, because I don't even know which one is Derek. Patrick Dempsey. Uh, yeah, but I don't... It was, this was a while ago. Patrick Dempsey. McDreamy, sure. as they call him. As he is he so was lovingly... Made, the, the main dude in Maid of Honor. Maid of Honor? What's that? But yeah, the, the early 2000s rom-com, Maid of Honor. See, the only thing that's coming to mind when you're saying that is James Marsden and 27 Dresses, which, like, is not really I just the same. Watched, I just watched uh, 13 Going on 30. For the first time? Yeah. What'd you think? 
I think that uh, Mark Ruffalo had no business being uh, in that kind of movie. And I don't know why he ever was. <laughs> this is Patrick Dempsey. Oh, yeah. Homeboy. Yeah. Um, no, I thought, I thought okay. Because I wanted to see it because I think it was the only movie. So when the Thank You Next music video came out, it referenced like four classic 2000s movies, right? Right, right. And I had not seen any of them yet. So... I think that was the only one left on the list to to check off me being able to understand every reference in the Thank You Next <laughs> music video was was thirteen going on thirty. Um, I don't know if it references Clueless, but Clueless was another one of those movies where I was like, I need to watch this because everyone's always referencing it, and it was really I good. Think I like Clueless a lot. I like Clueless a lot. Um, I finally saw Mean Girls on a road trip to Branson in high school, and then I just saw Thirteen Going on Thirty. So my uh, my review is Mark Ruffalo has no business being the male interest in a uh, rom com. Uh, he's much better as the Hulk. <laughs> uh, that is my <laughs> that is my judgment. He has no business being the like. I, I I don't know. I didn't get it. Um, the main actress. Um, I have seen her constantly now, and I think uh, T-Mobile commercials or something. I keep seeing her face, and I'm like, I just saw her. She was in Thirty Going on Thirty. Was it Jennifer she, Garner? I think. I don't know her name. It is. Um, I thought it was interesting that. Uh, so she gets everything she ever wanted and she's like, oh no, it's not as good as I thought it would be. Then she tries to make it right. Except uh, you don't get everything you ever wanted by being right the whole time. It's the whole problem with what she wanted. Mm-hmm. So the whole lesson has to be that she wanted the wrong things, right? Right. Which I think she she gets by the end, right? I haven't seen that movie in so long. Really, the only thing I remember is that there's a dollhouse and that she says, I want to be 30, flirty, and thriving. Right, which is what the magazine said, yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. I made that joke on my all? 20th birthday, like, don't last year. I was like, now I'm one decade closer to being 30, flirty, and thriving. Right. You, you um, could have laughed at that, but that's okay. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> okay, that's is enough. That, is that enough? Okay. Um, so, <laughs> I would say... <laughs> <laughs> Can you splice that laughter in after it? That way it sounds more genuine. Uh, no, 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 thanks. It's a lot of effort, it sounds like. Um, <laughs> so, 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 no. I think the, les- the lesson of the movie is good, but I don't agree with the lesson, I think. Like, I think it's okay to want to be successful. I, guess. I, would, I would agree. It seems like it seems like at the end she gave up her dreams for the guy, and I'm kind of wary of movies that teach women to give up their dreams for the guy, right? I don't know if that's the exact lesson you want to be pushing to people. Good. Good. And at the end, her life seemed, by my standard, her life seemed kind of lame. <laughs> so <laughs> I thought it was much well, cooler when God. she had the upscale. New, I thought it was much cooler when she had the upscale New York apartment and all that, you know, <laughs> like. Yeah. At the I end, know. she's got like a townhouse with Mark Ruffalo, and I'm like, oh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know if that was a trade that was worth making. <laughs> Penthouse, Mark Ruffalo, it's a toss-up. Yeah, up. I don't know, and he's, his job's a photographer, so it's ooh, you know, it's. Isn't that what he was? No, no, no. In Twenty Seven Dresses, he was a, a journalist. Never mind, he was a wedding journalist. He's also the male interest in another rom-com, is what you're telling me. James Marsden. No, Mark Ruffalo. No, no, I was saying that reminds me. I was going to say, oh, oh you said that reminds me. I thought you said he also, and I was like, he also, he was. Yeah, like, I didn't what? say all of that out loud. It was like half of that was in my brain, but then I realized you couldn't hear that. Right, right. Um, so, so yeah. yeah. Understandable. I, liked I didn't like the movie as much as I liked Clueless or as much as I liked Mean Girls. I think those are both really good movies. 
I think 13 going on 30, I thought it was okay. I was upset I had to watch I was upset I had to watch so much of it to get the music video, right? It's like <laughs> her crying with the dollhouse at the very end of the movie and it's like it's not a, it's not a short movie. Um no. and yeah, and you find out she was like the person selling the magazine secrets and all this and she having another affair with the ugly dude from which is someone else's husband that she knows or something. I don't know. It's it's like it's a lot it's i had to watch a lot of the movie i didn't like how much of the movie i had to watch if that movie was like 30 minutes i would have been like okay it's not bad she was pretty good pretty good i would have liked it you know at the it end of the it second I'm like, hour and a half yeah at the end of it i'm like this is okay this is i don't know i don't like a movie where i check the progress bar right oh that's the sign of a bad <laughs> like, movie i check the progress bar and we're like halfway through and i'm like i don't know where this is going this is kind of meandering right now <laughs> like that, that whole thing I'm so like, of those three would you say mean girls was the best Oh. Okay, that's tough. It is definitely Mean Girls versus Clueless. Okay. Like, you know, 10th Story, Penthouse, and, and 13 Going on 30s, like, working the elevator on the first floor. <laughs> They're um, taking the stairs. Yeah. Um. Interesting. So, the my problem with Clueless... All right, good things about Clueless. It's got Paul Rudd. So true. Right? The girl's rich, so it's like it's beautiful set pieces. Like the sets are nice, right? Um, it's got a uh, it's got lawyer talk, right? Great, great. Sure, dad's a lawyer. Sure. Um, I like the family dynamic. I like I like her and her dad's family dynamic, right? I like that she cares about her dad. I like seeing that in a movie. Um, the thing I don't like about Clueless is it is like a a, a stepsister falls for stepbrother story, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I. I, I I couldn't rank it above Mean Girls for that reason, but if if they weren't related, I would like this. I, I would like it so much better than Mean Girls, right? Yeah, I think that everyone's kind of like caveat with that. Movie. They aren't in any way like blood related, but it is like I think it's a weird power dynamic. It just uh, feels a little icky. It feels weird. It feels weird. I do think it's funny when they refer to the gay guy as a friend of Dorothy's. Like the <laughs> the, the reveal to her is when is when uh, her friend's boyfriend calls him a friend of Dorothy. Right. <laughs> like I forget the, there's a whole like half paragraph of like the, the him trying to imply it to her. It's like he, he's a what is it? He's a like he's a cologne wearing something something like that. Like some long list of like attributes that ends with friend of Dorothy. Um, and. She can't drive, but she drives. Her her driving testing is funny. Oh, and it's got the whole. Oh my goodness, it has Brittany Murphy in it. Who is a. Oh my goodness, what a jam! Sadly, died too early. Um, you ever watched King of the Hill? Oh yeah. She voices Luann. Wait, really? Yeah, Brittany Murphy. She plays the 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 person that the girl in Clueless tries to glow up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's Brittany Murphy. She died of like I don't know alcohol or drug overdose or something in the early two thousands. I didn't but, know that. Yeah, but but she has the line. It's like you're just upset because you're a virgin who can't drive or something like that. Yeah. And there's the interview with Brittany Murphy where she's like, "What's really funny about that line was at the time I was a virgin who couldn't drive, <laughs> and like in this movie, I'm calling on this other character. Like, I think that's a whole funny scene. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's I like Clueless a lot. It's a very endearing movie. Um, I just I really like Clueless a lot. Mean Girls, it's a lot funnier. Yeah, there's where a Clueless lot. There's is, a lot of one liners. Where Clueless is an endearing movie, Mean Girl is a funny movie with just endless, endless reference ability, right? 
Right. She doesn't even go here. I say so often about like, I say the blank doesn't even go here like once a month, I think. Like in context and like a crowd of people. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Well, I mean, if you think about it, you literally even earlier about Hotel Burgundy, like stop trying to make fetch happen. Yeah, stop trying to make fetch happen. Now we've come full circle. Yeah, full circle. Um, it's just it's so good. So many references. Um, on on Wednesdays we wear pink. That's that's probably the biggest, most famous reference you see everywhere. Yeah, but, well, it's got I mean, like an oddly really good cast too. Like there's Tina Fey's in it, Lindsay Lohan. Uh, what's her Tina name? Fey? Uh, Rachel McAdam. McAdams. Yeah. Um. Neil Flynn. The girl with ESPN. Who who plays her? Oh, Amanda Seyfried. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, it's a lot of all-star cast. Well, because it was written by Tina Fey, right? Yeah, she was one yeah. of the writers, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she's pretty good comedically. She's a pretty you know, comedic genius. So on the scale of, you know, not funny to funny, she's, you know, she's pretty far up there, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, and, and I've been meaning to watch 30 Rock because 30 Rock's supposed to be hilarious. I've watched like two episodes of it. Because I was like, yeah, I'm gonna watch, I'm gonna watch Thirty Rock. This was like when I was in high school, and I guess I got distracted by, I don't know, life hormones. I don't know, but there's like one line from like one of those first two episodes that I think about all the time, where like Tina Fey goes in for this interview with like this, uh, I guess he's a rapper or something, and um, she's like, oh, how are you doing? And he's like, oh, I'm, I'm all right. How are you? And she's like, I'm doing good. And he says, no, Superman does good. You're doing well. <laughs> but like his whole thing was like he's like the thuggish like rat character. So yeah, it was really, yeah. really funny. So I say that all the time and no one ever gets it. But it's okay. My favorite 30 Rock reference. I've only seen a couple of clips of the show. But my favorite 30 Rock scene is Jerry Seinfeld and Alec Baldwin are like arguing in, in Alec Baldwin's office. And 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 uh, and so it, it, it gets to the point where Seinfeld's like he's going to buy NBC. And, and Alec Baldwin's like... Jerry, Jerry, you're gonna buy NBC? What? Like you've got like twelve million dollars on it? Jerry, please don't like he like he <laughs> he says like this low money amount, and then he realizes that oh he could, and he starts groveling like oh come on Jerry, please don't be like that, you know? Like it's like what are you gonna buy NBC? What you've got like twelve million dollars on it? Jerry, come on, don't do it. Like it's just such a good scene. I love it. It's so funny to me. <laughs> Whenever you said, I guess you're talking about references, and now Jerry Seinfeld. There's this one clip from Seinfeld where it's uh him and Kramer he's like you're returning used fruit Jerry this peach is subpar <laughs> and I don't know the context of that scene at all but I just think about Jerry this peach is subpar I can't wait for Seinfeld to be put on Netflix which is supposed to happen any day I think now um because there's so many good references especially Kramer like the whole write-offs conversation I reference all the time <laughs> The whole used car uh, reservation, like. <laughs> well, with the whole like uh, on TikTok, the whole like good soup trend going around, I like soup find myself soup. shouting like, "No soup for you!" Yeah. <laughs> These kids it's, today, they just don't get it. It's so good. I make references to Festivus pretty often. As you should. I've never heard you make a reference to that. I made one at work the other day. Someone was like, "We're gonna like." I'm like was the I at work. The- I think so. Like the airing of grievances, I, I, I think is the most common Festivist reference I make. <laughs> well, because you've got I, the airing of grievances and then the feats of strength are the two. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't remember that, but uh, yeah. man, so we used to have Seinfeld as like on the box set growing up. We had like all the DVDs 
But I don't know if it made the move when my parents moved houses. I feel like I gotta call my dad tomorrow. Just for that reason, not not for any other reason. Have you seen WandaVision? Yes. I was just gonna be like, open up the trunk and look through all the old sitcom DVDs yeah. and find, yeah. Oh, by the way, WandaVision. Have, how much MCU stuff have you seen? Oh, uh, a pretty decent bit. Pretty, um, where does WandaVision rank for you? Just really quick here at the end of the podcast, because we are like in an hour 20. <laughs> right, right. Um, It would rank towards the top, but not necessarily the best. Like in the top yeah. third. To me, WandaVision is the best piece of MCU content to ever come out. I mean, it's really, really good. And it's a lot I different was, than the I stuff we've seen. I was blown away. I was blown away. It was so good. I would say like top, top like three. I, I WandaVision was so good. It's so good. It's such a beautiful exploration of grief too at the end. But the first, the first half of it, I could have watched 50 episodes of like old sitcoms just starring Avengers characters. That was so good. And it's like legitimate, it's like a legitimately good episode of like, I love Lucy, but it's like, you know, with, with Wanda and, and Vision instead. Um, it was, I loved it so much, especially as first half i love because i that's right up my alley i will watch yeah just remake old sitcoms with avengers characters i will do that i will watch that every day of the week that's fantastic but then the second half it pivots so well it's such a beautiful this beautiful exploration of grief and ah, it's just so good it's such a beautiful show at the second half and there's the quote that vision has that's like what yes. is grief if not love persevering right mm. like it's it's so good it's so beautiful it's needlessly beautiful for what it for what it is right and and I don't know that moment. I I never thought I would start like tearing up during a piece of MCU content, but that Vision dies and then she has to deal with it. And like that moment when she like just breaks down and like causes like creates the city, right? right? When she's like on the lot, the the, the, the foundation. That moment, like the, I I don't know something about the grief is is very real. I think, and it's such a beautiful exploration of it and and acceptance and moving on and right. It's just it's so good. It's so good and and it's it says something the way that I think other pieces of MCU content don't really. And to pivot from the first half, which I would, I would rank it the best thing ever just on the sitcom recreations. <laughs> and then to also have the second half, that's just this beautiful exploration of grief. I think it's the best thing the MCU has ever made. So moral of the story, cast Avengers characters in sitcoms, not rom-coms. Okay. Um, Unless they're Paul characters Rock. or actors. <laughs> Because Paul Rudd, <laughs> Paul Rudd has been twenty years old ever since he was on Friends, right? Right. So, he, if you watch Clueless, he looks a little young, but then by the time he's on Friends, he looks the exact same as he does now, um, playing air piano. Really, <laughs> such a good scene. Crap um, <laughs> bag. Paul Rudd's really good. He's really good on on Friends. Um, I also really like. Speaking of, all right, right quick, talking about quotes that make shows. They. Paul Rudd has a quote in a movie that is better than the entire movie is. Mm-hmm. Can you guess what movie that is? No. <laughs> no? Okay. It's The Perks of Being a Wallflower. A movie that a lot of people... has It has like a cultish following. Mm-hmm. I thought it was so-so. I'm not a big fan of that movie. Um, But he says the quote to... uh, What's his name? The kid from Percy Jackson. He says, uh, oh, you know, we yeah. accept the love we think we deserve. That quote's better than the entire rest of that movie. I'm pretty like, sure I said that quote to my therapist once. Yeah. Like, that could be... That movie could have been 10 seconds and it would have been just as good if it was just Paul Rudd saying that to, to Percy Jackson. But otherwise, <laughs> like, the, the rest of the movie, it's not... I don't know. I mean, okay. I will say the movie has merit because of the living room routine 
because Come On Eileen is a fantastic song. It is. And I will die on the hill that that is a fantastic song. And I love it so much. Um, one of the one of the better songs to scream along to. So, so true. it's got that and the the one Paul Rudd quote. The rest of the movies, eh. But Paul Rudd can make a whole movie with one quote. <laughs> Isn't that the movie where it's like be aggressive, passive aggressive? I don't, I don't know. So. I don't know. I, don't I just so. I'm pretty sure it is. I've never seen the movie personally I myself. I don't think it is. I think it is. That's okay. I don't think as someone who has seen the movie, I don't think it is. Yeah. <laughs> I guess right. that makes well, you the authority been, on the subject. Been, uh, yeah, <laughs> this has been a long episode, so uh, if you listen this long, uh, thank you. Um, and also, I'm sorry. And also, I'm that that used to we got told to stop apologizing at the end of the podcast <laughs> by 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 one of our listeners, um, someone who's actually banned from being on the podcast. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> jokingly, jokingly. Um, but she was like, "Y'all need to stop apologizing at the end." So if you listen, thank you. Um, yeah, I thought that was a pretty good episode, kind of long though. Uh, it's been Andrew and uh, joined here by uh, Jacob Williams. Jacob Williams filling in for Jacob Williams, and uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, see you next week. Who knows? He'll be here. Who knows when we'll talk? And who knows if it'll be next week, next month? Podcast doesn't really have an upload schedule at the moment. But yeah, thanks. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>